Welcome back to the She Does This podcast. I'm your host, Geordie Lucas. This week, I am joined by influencer and super successful entrepreneur, Katie Stevens. Katie shares how she grew her personal Instagram profile to over 135,000 followers and the tools she uses to stay on top of running multiple businesses. We also get the scoop on her latest venture, building her brand. Let's get straight into the episode with Katie Stevens. Katie Stevens, thank you so much for joining us on the She Does This podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Geordie. I know we've talked about doing this and collaborating on a podcast for so long. I'm just excited that we're actually finally locked it in. I know. It's so exciting. You and I have known each other for a few years and I've attended some of your Minding Her Business events, which we'll talk about uh, later on in the episode. But I'm, I've been starting off all of our episodes uh, recently with asking, how has ISO been for you? I know you're in Queensland and it's it's eased up for you guys up there, but how, is, how has this period been for you and your business? Yeah, isolation or the COVID-19, I mean, not something that was in anyone's control, um, but certainly it has taught me a lot. I always sort of try and look from a positive or an optimistic perspective on things in life. And it's certainly come with a lot of challenges. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say that it hasn't negatively affected and financially impacted me. Um, Every single one of my four businesses were directly impacted and they're all very different businesses um, from e-commerce to a service-based business um, to a live events business. Um, But through that time and through isolation has come with a lot of silence and silence for me is not, um, or I should say reduced noise, but silence for me is not something that I always get in my everyday life. So um, it's given me a lot of clarity to be able to focus on new things. I've um, built a new extension or a new business um, called Building Her Brand, which is an online program. So there's definitely been some positives that have come from having some downtime or ISO life at home. It's that saying, isn't it? Pivot, not pause. So let's talk about your online profile because is it fair to say that that has helped your businesses and helped you leverage your businesses? Yeah, definitely. My personal profile um, was actually, I mean, we, I'm sure we'll probably talk about the growth of online uh, Instagram and profiling and things like that later in the um, podcast. But um, short answer, yeah, absolutely. And it has helped um, a lot to even build my audience and to see what they want to learn more or why they follow me and really to focus on my niche market um, throughout this time. And even just in general, all my businesses, funnily enough, have actually grown um, and flourished from having social media presence. Now, I just checked before we jumped on, you have over 135,000 followers just on your personal Instagram page. Now, did your audience mostly start growing from your days competing in WBFF? Um, yeah, I was pretty quick to jump on Instagram, even though I didn't really know how it worked. And I thought it was more so just a live, um, or I guess a public feed of 
pictures and back in the day when Instagram started, there was no Instagram stories, you know. It wasn't about writing lengthy captions. It was just posting photos that are relevant, you know, a day in the life sort of thing. Um, I jumped on pretty quickly. I started my profile, I think, in 2013. And at that time in my life, I was really diving um, deep, going to the gym in my health and wellness and fitness um, journey. And I just started sharing everything that I was doing from what I was eating to protein shakes that I was having to um, my lifestyle and everything was based around health, fitness and lifestyle. So I started getting into competing in about 2014. Um, my following was quite small, but I guess one thing I was is I was consistent. I never really thought about growing some big following. I didn't really even know much about the word influencer, to be honest. I, I just sold yeah my modeling agency and had a lot of brand ambassadors and things like that, that physically worked, um, you know, on jobs and, and whatnot and placement, but it wasn't really about having these online presence. Um, so yeah, I, my biggest growth actually did happen when I started competing because I was sharing, you know, images and before and afters and progress photos. And people were generally just reaching out for advice or, or to see, you know, ask questions to see what I did, you know, to help them and that sort of thing. So most of my following did happen um, or the, the the biggest growth really did happen in that 2014, 2015. And that was when I was on stage every couple of months competing back to back. And then I went overseas, um, represented Australia. And then I think my biggest growth was like 14,000 followers in a week, um, wow. which was pretty insane. But I was posting like 10 times a day. There was no gaps and silences to my day. I was like obsessed. Um, yeah. And yeah, there it sort of flourished. Um, I definitely had a shift where I probably almost lost followers um, when I stopped competing, which was in 2016 was the last time I was on stage. And then I started focusing on sharing different areas of my life, which was obviously building brands and business, mindset, women empowerment, um, and there's a shifting audience still around the same sort of um, areas in life and, and target focus for, you know, women that want to leave live a healthy lifestyle, um, that want to have a side hustle or to thrive in their, their personal development. Um, so I had a shift in following probably in 2000, uh, maybe uh, 17, 18. And, um, and then from then it's just been, it's just been an interest of mine to be able to provide and offer things to my audience. But also I'm obsessed with numbers. So I like learning different algorithms and different ways and means. And yeah. So obviously you would be inundated with brands who want to work with you as an influencer. How do you go through the process of siphoning through who you genuinely want to work with and who is just not a good fit for you? Yeah, for me, that's pretty easy because at the end of the day, you're not going to sell any product or promote any product actively if it's not in line with who you are and your brand. And I always say your business is your brand and your brand is you. So if I'm not into a particular style or industry or, or whatever the case, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example here. If I'm not into, um, I don't know, running, then I'm not going to be sharing that with my audience. Therefore, if a, a shoe company or a runner's company want to work with me, it, it it doesn't even fit my, how am I going to take the photo? What content am I going to provide? Who in my audience is going to want to buy that? Um, because they're not following me for runners. They're not following me for, you know, fitness or workouts or whatever. Um, that's, I guess, just a, an, a, an example. But um I guess for me, I've always had clarity on that. And I have these little five questions that I ask when I work with a brand. Um, and that's just all in regards to alignment with who yeah. I am and how I can help them. 
for me, I don't like to do one-off, you know, collaborations or one-off partnerships because I think it takes a lot in the current market of where we're at um, with constant flooded advertisements and products thrown in our faces that a one post with a, a protein shaker next to your face telling people to buy it is just not going to sell. So it doesn't work for you. It certainly doesn't work for the brand that you're collaborating with or partnering with. And um, unless they're just wanting some great content and photos, it's a waste of money. So um, I think for me, working with brands and working on a longer term, like three, six, nine months minimum, um, certainly helps both parties. And it shows loyalty. It, it, I guess, builds more authority to who I am and my audience trust in what I talk about, what I promote, because I genuinely love it. And I just wouldn't use something if I didn't or promote something if I didn't use it or love it. Um, but that's sort of like as far as collaborating and partnering with friends, without even knowing, I've always done it. Even if there wasn't an exchange of money, even if there wasn't an exchange of um, a product or, or whatever the case, in my first um, big company that I had was a modeling agency and I was constantly connecting and people with people to exchange services. So if there was someone that had just started a new brand and they wanted brand ambassadors and didn't have big budgets, we might be able to throw in a photographer that was learning you know, new photography skills to be able to give them photos for their product. So I think, you know, collaboration, partnerships, joint ventures, um, it's all relative, but knowing those key things is really important to having that consistency with, you know, working well across the board for all parties. And influencer marketing is a relatively new industry. And I think a lot of people don't realise that it's a way to, you know, really generate a, a great income based off your following and there's a lot that goes into it but there's these new guidelines that have recently come out um, to encourage well enforce more transparency so what are your thoughts on these guidelines and and how are you transparent with your following i think it's imperative i think um no one wants to be taken for a ride no one wants something thrown or jammed down their throat to only find out that you had a motive behind you or that there was this payment that pushed you to do that. So taking it back a step is um, working with brands that are aligned with you is so important. When you're consistent in what you do, you're going to have those brands, if they're established enough or have an understanding of the audience that they want to attract. From there, I think that there should be a mutual understanding straight from the get-go before there's even talk about Um, you know, when you're posting and scheduling things is having that agreement that both parties know what the deliverables are. So the deliverables straight out, it goes without saying that being honest and authentic means that you disclose that to your audience. And I always have. There's times I, I actually feel more inclined to tell people, by the way, guys, this isn't a sponsored post because I feel like the industry can be flooded um, with influencer marketing of girls or, or guys for that matter that are sharing things just because it's given to them for free. Um, but genuine reviews in, of products and testimonials and things like that, I think are paramount. So in my opinion, I think, you know, as far as um, the laws state, I think it should be completely transparent. I'm certainly transparent, but um, I think transparency in all areas of life is is imperative. Yeah. Just before we wrap up on, on the influencer space, I know that you are a role model to a lot of, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs and women. What would be some of your top tips for women who are wanting to grow their Instagram profile to sort of leverage their business? Consistency. Passion and consistency equals success. 
and being consistent in something that you genuinely don't love or that isn't truly you is not actually going to be possible for anyone to have on a long-term basis or to flow through with. So um, the first step before growing a profile is to working out who you are, finding your purpose. And it doesn't mean you need to find that exact purpose. It just means that you need to tune into what you genuinely enjoy, what gets you out of bed, what gets you excited, what your strengths are. You know, when you're smiling, laughing, or you're happy about something or doing something, um, that is part of your purpose. That's what fills you. So um, that alongside with consistency and sharing your message is going to be straight authentic growth. Um, So growing your profile, it sounds like a little wishy-washy or hard work, but I don't know, what do they say? um, Nothing comes easy without a lot of hard work, right? So um, I know that for me, I'm a little... um, I'm a little, I have a person, an obsessive personality that if I want something or I'm working towards something or I know what the results are, I write it down and I almost like reverse engineer all the goals and steps to that. And then I'm just obsessed with it. Every day I want to hit those small goals and targets every single day. It consumes me. And until I've done them, I feel like I haven't achieved anything. And I guess, you know, you've got to make sure that they're actually, you know, you're capable to achieve them or they're achievable goals. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the key to growth would be consistency but don't limit yourself to Instagram there are so many platforms out there there are new platforms you know TikTok LinkedIn now have stories there are other platforms where it might be best for you so it's also knowing that who your audience are and what platforms they're using because that's where you want to be where they are yeah definitely and I'm sure that you cover all of this in building her brand which we will talk about more when we come back after this ad Want more? Visit shedoesthis.com for celebrity interviews, lifestyle content, and business tips from female industry leaders. She Does This is the destination for your daily dose of inspiration. So we're back with Katie Stevens, who is an incredible entrepreneur. Katie, can you just give us a rundown of the different businesses that you have to your name? Because you are incredibly talented at starting brands and building brands. So tell me a bit more about the businesses that you run. So I started business way back at the ripe old age of 18. <laughs> and my first big um, company was a modeling, promotional modeling agency. So I had that for uh, five years before I sold it. I sold that and exited when I was 24 years old. Um, and from there, within that agency, funnily enough, I didn't really realize at the time, but I was constantly building other people's brands because obviously I was supplying, you know, catwalk models, photographic models, promotional staff uh, for other businesses to help with brand awareness, leveraging brands, obviously sales, um, you know, with products and services, events, all sorts of things. So I really found um, a strong passion in doing that for other people that it helped even when I started my own personal Instagram and I started competing, um, it sort of helped flow across creating my own brand without even thinking, I suppose. Um, I think it's always when you find your passion, you genuinely love something so much, you, you have this little addiction to it, um, or at least and you, you find yourself just doing it over and over again, that you get better and better and better. I guess they call it, you know, beating on your craft. So um, at the moment, currently, I've got um, four businesses. I have my 
cosmetic tattooing clinic. So it's Visual Beauty Australia and that's based in Brisbane. So that's a physical salon. Um, and we predominantly just focus on cosmetic tattooing. Um, and then I have my skincare company, Pure Skin. So that's um, all natural and organic ingredients skincare and our 24 karat gold under eye masks. So I launched that three, four, four years ago now. And of course, Minding Her Business. So Minding Her Business is my women's networking events business. I know you know a lot about that, Geordie. Yes, I do. You've been one of our incredible speakers on the panel. You've also emceed our event and you've been a guest. So you've seen every dimension of how the events work. Um, and I'm thinking like three different states too, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Melbourne's, I emceed Melbourne, spoke in Brisbane and attended in Sydney. <laughs> Yeah, and you went to the Gold Coast one? Did you go to one of our Gold Coast ones? Yeah, yeah, I did. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, true empowerment and supporting women right there. Um, so minding her business and um, I've also got my personal brand, Miss Katie Stevens. So it always finds, it always sounds like, it feels really bizarre to say that that's like a company on its own. Um, but then under the umbrella of sort of what I do for my brand is obviously I'm a brand ambassador for a lot of different products and um, service-based businesses and um, I do a lot of MC work and hosting and um, I run the WBFF Beauty so I have 55 hairstylists and makeup artists that work for me at the um, fitness show so it sounds like a lot but it is a lot organized <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of people follow you and just think how does this chick do it all because yeah you do a lot so how do you get it all done? Yeah, okay. First thing I'm going to tell you, it's like think of a duck swimming in a lake, right? Cruises along, everything is calm, collective, and underneath that duck scrambling to keep move- movement and momentum. Sometimes days feel like that. It's certainly not yeah. all through. Um, what do they say? Rainbows and lollipops. It's definitely not. I mean, business journey, but life journey alone is just never smooth sailing. Um yeah. I, I am naturally a super organized, systematical procedure, pen to paper person. I always have been. I've always was that girl at school that dot pointed everything in my diary, that highlighted things off and color coded when it was done. Um, <laughs> and that would be like, you know, an, an achievement or a tick off the list on its own. So um, I, I'm sure you can, you know, learn these skills. But for me, that's something I've naturally always been like. So when it comes to my... Um, businesses, I have a lot of structure. And I think without having the foundation of having pen to paper, having those goals in place, having those systems and strategies and procedures and, you know, um, day-to-day check-ins on yourself, but also your business and your team um, is really important. And without that, um, you know, it comes back to even saying a goal without a plan is just a wish. It is so much harder to have direction and clarity without having that and sometimes we get so excited we just want it now you know I'm a millennial I want things yesterday so I'm like I'll just start on that now and I'll worry about the business plan later and it just unfortunately it just doesn't work like that I've never found that I've gotten results or at least um, achieved results as quick as I've wanted to if I haven't had those plans in place so um, for me I have um, a lot of online systems digital systems that I use um and online um, cloud-based programs where my team and I all log in and we can manage where each other's at with tasks, 
um, and projects that we're working on. Um, I still love my pen to paper diary and I have like, so yeah, but I'm still old school to still be able to highlight things off. Even though sometimes I type my tasks and my to-do list, I always like to print it out and have it stuck um, on my desk for the day. So um, to simplify, I don't know if this, this might even help your audience, but something I like to do is, you know, it's, Every day, it's always really easy to get overwhelmed, um, whether it's business, whether, you know, you have children and the kids are sick at home from school and you had all these things to work through and then, you know, the time and the clock, it just doesn't stop and you always feel like things just get ahead um, ahead of you, is I always start by um, writing a list. And there's three parts to writing a list. I guess the first thing for me is working out what the goal is or what the outcome is and starting by writing what that what that is down can be a really short, sharp shooting sentence. It can be, you know, I want to achieve whatever it is. Let's say I want to lose three kilos of weight. Let's talk, you know, fitness and lifestyle here. Um, From that, you're going to need a list of things to do. You're going to need to, you know, work out your nutrition. You might need to go and hire a coach. You might need to do some study. You might need to lean on a friend, um, join a support forum, um, you know, understand macronutrients, all that sort of thing. Um, And that sounds like a lot because, you know, you want to lose this weight, but you want to lose it long term. You know, it's not worth doing some crazy fad diet that's you're going to lose Mm. by eating air for a week and then the next week you rebound. There's nothing good and healthy about that um so you know you write these lists of all the things that come to mind how am I going to do it what's important okay well we know to lose weight we need to eat healthy we know we need to drink lots of water we know we need quality of sleep um so there's a long list and then from there you break it down to just three top priorities three top priorities so your long list might have a list of let's say 10 to 15 things maybe Mm -hmm. a bit of uncertainty in there maybe I'm not sure how to do these things um, but those top three, three priorities just for that day or even just the week, and you can write them down. So, for example, it might be, um, I don't know, you, want, you might um, need to do your grocery list. And that's, you know, what are you, you going to eat? Some whole leafy foods. You might allocate one hour to researching, um, you know, a certain, I don't know, recipe for healthy foods for to plan out for the week. Um, or you might... Um, allocate two hours to um, working out a time schedule or a a diary um, or a timetable, I should say, as to when you're going to allocate 30 minutes into your diary. They always say, you know, to to actually book in an appointment with yourself is so important to allocate time to exercise, to do your yoga, your meditation, your breath work, your uh, weight training, a walk, anything like that. It has to be in your diary. Otherwise, how many of us get up in the morning and go, oh God, I've slept in or I've got that meeting at nine or I'm just, I'm not going to have time to train until this afternoon. This afternoon rolls, the afternoon rolls around all of a sudden, okay, three o'clock sugar cravings or two o'clock cravings hit. I'll just have this, you know, extra coffee to amp me up, might have a little cookie. Oh, then you have a sugar crush, too tired, I'll exercise tomorrow. So booking in these actual times with yourself is so important because then you're more likely to follow these. So I think that in the short of it is set a goal, but break it down and make it achievable, make it, um, you know, that it's, it's, you can actually reach and obtain the goal and succeed in it because otherwise it's just a world of chaos and it becomes so overwhelming that then procrastination will kick in. What I'll just do it. I'll start tomorrow when I'm in a clear mind. I, I can't do it now because of, and all these thoughts start processing that if you just get that piece of paper and start by going, bang, this is what I want to achieve. 
Start with your 10 to 15 list. How am I going to achieve that? What is it that I need to know? What is it that I don't know that I need to know? Uh, where can I learn these things? You know, what, who yeah. can I lean in on? Um, there might be someone that inspires you that you can slide into their DMs and ask them for advice or a forum or something. So um, for me, coming back to the, the question, I think, um, you know, there's no such thing as balance as such, but having organised systems and putting pen to paper is so important. Yeah. And you and I just both said that we're both old school and like to have that diary. But for those listeners who are embracing the technology, you only have to go into Google and type in like task planner or time management and you get a full list of, you know, um, of management systems. What are some of the ones that you think are worth it and really effective for -hmm. managing teams and even time management? This is funny because... Again, I want things yesterday. I want the best system. I want this to work. And what you know, characteristics or um, offerings does this this product have? I can honestly say I've probably tried them all. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> everything in my life has to be like visually appealing um, when it yeah. comes to um, you know, and, and simple. I don't like, I like details, but I don't like overcomplicated systems because we have so many different systems and apps and programs and cloud based drives and Google Drive versus Dropbox and mm. so many different competitors and things on the space I just want things that are simplified easy and I can use on the run so for me um I use Trello to organize my task management with my team um so we just create multiple different boards whether we're working on projects whether it's myself with one of my contractors one of my staff um and I think Trello is amazing I started using Trello uh a few years back now and it's come a long way to what it originally was there's a lot of plugins um that you can actually um you know plug into other systems as well and um, that creates a lot of flow. So, yeah, that's that's a major one I use. Um, what else do I use? Um, oh, there's so many programs, CRMs and all sorts of things. Um, there's yeah. a, there's a, a program I use called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, and that's actually time management. That is a godsend. It's so amazing. So yeah. if you have so much going on in your life or even if you're starting a business and you're still at work or you know, you've got other things that are occupying your time. Toggle actually is a time management where you can see in a grid where you spend your time, how much time you spend on it. And that can also put a value to, is it worth investing this much time on this project if I'm only getting this back financially, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is. Um, yeah. It actually really helps me with my time management. And I also have um, some external staff that work from home and then they send through reporting through that as well so I can see where they're at. I think it's just so valuable for, for you know, budding entrepreneurs to listen to someone like you who has, you know, achieved a lot of success to hear, like, actual specific tools that you use. Can I say that's the first time I've actually ever given the names of two of the things? You know, it takes a lot to sort of work out what works for you. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of businesses in different ways and means that work for them. But um, straight up, here you go. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know a lot of people will be listening to this um, because they've got maybe a business idea or, or you know, just something that's been niggling in the back of their minds that they've got this this idea but they don't know how to take the plunge or they don't know when is the right time or maybe they're dealing with a bit of imposter syndrome. So let's talk about, you know, from your perspective, when is the right time to sort of take that leap and and how do you overcome imposter syndrome? Because I think for women especially, imposter syndrome is something that holds us back 
in many aspects of our lives, not just business. So how do you deal with it? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess to to explain imposter syndrome, it's basically the feeling of of um, being so worried that you're fraudulent or coming across that people will question um, whether it be your intelligence, your um, experience, your qualifications. It's putting something out publicly and, and having that fear, that imposter syndrome, as you call it, um, that people will think, you know, um, you're, you're fraudulent, basically. Um, or how are you to just tell me what to do? And I always like to explain that because a lot of people, um, you know, obviously being an entrepreneur and yourself is just thrown around so much, but I know a lot of people go, what is that? Um, so, you know what, we all have it. And there are always times, that, and that it really stems from self-doubt. We are human. We all have self-doubt. And if we didn't have self-doubt, we would be absolutely reckless and ruthless, making mistakes left, right and centre, and some probably, you know, a little more um, negatively um, effective on our life, um, affecting our lives. So, um, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, if you don't take a chance, you don't stand a chance. That's, it's as simple as that. Um, people say, you know, I think I even mentioned it earlier, is um, you say, oh, you know, you only live once. Well, no, you don't. You only die once. You live every single day. And if you, let me ask you a question, if you could fail behind closed doors at home and no one would know, I guarantee you would take that chance or the risk or there'd be a higher probability that you go, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway because no one's going to know. If it doesn't work out, cool, I won't be embarrassed. So why wouldn't you do that publicly? What is the actual fear? The fear is feeling silly. The fear, I mean, silly. People have busy lives. Everyone has a busy life. You know what? You do something, it doesn't work out. Maybe you feel humiliated. That's Maybe these feelings occur. But guess what? Five minutes goes by, no one else cares. They've got their own lives, their own things to move forward in. And the only person that misses out is you so there's no perfect time I know that I got asked a lot um you know when's the perfect time to start a business I'm just doing this I'm just doing that I might oh I probably need to learn this first but oh I don't know this step you know b c and d of whatever to put puzzle together to start a business but the truth is there's actually no perfect time there's never going to be a perfect time you wake up and go 9 a.m tuesday the 22nd of august that's what I'm going to do um, it's just piecing the piece of piecing the pieces of the puzzle together and um, and just learning to enjoy the journey. It's business is is um, on a lot of levels a spiritual game and it actually starts with you. So as long as you're happy, as long as you know what where your passions lie, as long as you know uh, you know you're self discovering or at least know you're on the right path to discovering your purpose. Um, that's part of it and that's what's starting. That's when the right time is. I always say inspiration is what fuels motivation and it's motivation that will fuel your passion and your passion is what's ultimately going to unveil your purpose. So if you work on those things and, and you find those resources and ways to find that inspiration and you kickstart that straight through to the motivation and act on it straight away, um, that's going to lead you to feel happiness. That's going to lead you to your passion. That's going to lead you to want to jump out of bed. And ultimately, if you're doing all those steps, that ends right where you're supposed to be. And it doesn't mean it's where you exactly planned, but it's where you're supposed to be. And if you don't feel that you have those little pieces of the puzzle and the, the motivation or the inspiration parts of it, um, that's exactly where you're supposed to be as well because you're going to need to discover them. And just to go step, you know, two steps backwards can mean 10 steps forward. So... 
I don't think there's any right or wrong as such as to when to start a business or how to overcome imposter syndrome. I think it's just learning those um, those ways and means that work for you to seek that inspiration, motivation that works for you to then keep driving forward and just not to worry about what people think. The more we get consumed in other people's thoughts and, and feelings towards us, the more we're wasting energy on where we could be putting that elsewhere for a positive impact. I think it's so true as well that everyone's got their own stuff going on and, you know, if you stuff up 10 minutes later, no one's going to remember because everyone is going a million miles an hour doing their own thing. I think that's really valuable. Yeah, especially in the world of social media, we're constantly flooded. Like how many times you open your phone and, you know, you flick through your feed oh, my God, that news, that happened, whatever it is. This person had a baby. Did you know they broke up? Did you know this person's now in a relationship with that person? They started this business. Whatever it is, that's really exciting yeah. news for you perhaps at that moment. Five minutes later or an, an hour later, you open your phone, you refresh your news feed, and you've got a whole bunch of new new information or gossip or learnings or education, whatever it is that you know your platform provides for you. Um, yeah. But you're not worrying about Sally back there 10 minutes ago. So there's no reason that Sally should be worrying about what you think. I could, like, I always feel so motivated after I I speak to you, Katie. You've got so many, like, pearls of wisdom and just, you know, you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge on business and, and I love your, your take on it that it's, it's more spiritual than just financial transactions. I love that. Um, and I guess this leads me into my next question of talking about building her brand where, our listeners can really, you know, take that extra step and learn more from you. So tell me about building her brand. Tell me what it's about and tell me how our listeners can get involved. I'm really excited about building her brand. Building her brand is, I I say it's an extension of minding her business and it come from an idea. um, I guess it actually probably more so come from constantly being asked questions is we have these live events and these empowering events in major cities of Australia where women come to connect and collaborate and and create you know um, connections and, and new friendships and um, you know lean in for support but after our live events and as you know they're glam and they're exciting and they're insta-worthy and they're motivating and we have our empowerment panels after these incredible days of decadent cupcakes and you know champagne and networking people go home and our community lean into our Facebook or our Instagram groups and there's no education or I guess assistance with brands and businesses and that sort of thing from there so unless you physically get someone's number plan to meet up which happens a lot at the events um where do you go to learn more about how to find your niche market that we might have talked about on the panel that day? Where do you go to to work out what marketing trend or what platform is best for you, your brand and your business? How do you find the strategy to work this out? And um, we would constantly get flooded DMs and questions of wanting to sort of fill in those gaps. And um, I get so passionate about learning about other businesses and brands. And it's not because I just in fact, I probably do want to know everything in life. Just if there was one injection, learn everything. I love learning about new industries. Um, but I get excited to be able to share, whether it be my learnings or my adversities in, in, in my career or my um, journey in business. And if that can help someone to catapult and grow their business, I just want to celebrate. I almost feel like it's part of my business too. Like not that I own it. I get so excited. So for me, um, you know, we, we would end these events and then there would be like, cool, so see you on socials, you know, see you in our support forum and this and that. 
And um, thanks to the um, the COVID-19 or the pandemic, it allowed me the freedom of time, which I haven't had in so much in so long um, with all my businesses constantly running and traveling. And sometimes I'm away 20, 25 weeks a year. So it allowed me to actually stay grounded and to find clarity to be able to create something that I could provide to our community where it would be really easily consumable, easily digestible information, but also the worksheets for them to be able to learn themselves. So building her brand was has only recently been born. Um, and after working around the clock for a couple of months, um, I've been able to create a formula and put together all the formulas and little bits and pieces um, that are really imperative in just a brand itself. So it's not an in-depth program that goes, you know, over the course of months. It's a it's a really easily consumable four-module program. So it's perfect for anyone that has a business in the first one to five years or that even doesn't yet have a business but has some ideas but needs to dig a little deeper. So the actual program um, has everything from not just, you know, business, I guess, um, you know, things you need to know about, you know, how set up an ABN and how to do a budget. It's not about that. It's about building your brand. And I always say your business is your brand and your brand is you. So starting with you, the actual first module is all about finding your purpose. So I go into discovering your um, your strengths. I go into, um, you know, different activities and exercises to be able to tap into what actually really makes your soul happy. Um, what, discovering what your mission statement is and your vision statement is in life. So um, it sounds a little overwhelming, but there's all life coaching to it. And it's actually really um, not easy, but it's actually um, something that you can complete within the matter of really four weeks. It sounds incredible. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sharing such valuable insights to our audience. You've really given some real nuggets and and provided some real value. So thank you so much for your time. Where can our listeners go to find you? Instagram, is that the best place? I'm loving Instagram. Um, Well, I've always loved Instagram, but I'm really loving LinkedIn. Um, And I've quite a bit of TikTok as well, if I must say so myself. <laughs> no, Miss Katie Stevens across any social. Um, Instagram's usually where I'm at. I'm active on there every day with the stories, minding her business and and um, Miss Katie Stevens and everything sort of links out from there. I've got every all the links in my bio. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for having me. I love, honestly, I feel like we could just talk for hours or even days. Um, I think we spoke long before we even started recording. So it's always fun, always fun chatting with you. Well, thank you so much, Katie, and um, enjoy being out of ISO now in uh, in Brisbane. Enjoy. <laughs> I know. Sending love to everyone down in Melbourne, especially you. I know things are, times have definitely changed and not anything we've sort of mapped out or ever planned that would happen. So, um, yeah, sending you lots of love anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jordy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'll be back next week with another episode of the She Does This podcast. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search She Does This. Give us a follow and keep up to date with the latest from the site. Have a wonderful week.